Hello everyone, it is me, Anna. Welcome to the 19th episode of my podcast, your favorite young adult bookworm. This week I'll be retelling The Queen of Nothing by Holy Black, the third book of the Folk of the Air series. I recommend you to go listen to my episodes on the first two books, The Cruel Prince and The Wicked King, before diving into this one so it makes sense and you get my references. Before starting, a kind reminder to please rate, share and subscribe to my podcast and to please follow me on Instagram at your favorite young adult bookworm, just like the title of this show. I post there some amazing quotes and memes you won't like to miss out on. Time to talk about the book. So the book begins sometime after the last one ended. Jude is still exiled in the human world. She is living with Vivi and Noak in Vivi's ex-girlfriend's apartment. What do they still live there? I do not know. But well, this is not important. Jude does not love her life in the human world. She misses Fairyland. She grew up there after all, and she does not know how like humans function or their habits nor anything. Besides, all her skills are more useful in fairy than here, so she is kind of having a hard time adjusting. She works for a fairy guy that uh like there, like so in the human world, who puts in use her spying killer skills, but she does not make a lot of money since it's literally an underground job. And well, one day she gets this job to get this new fairy in town to stop eating other fairies. Yes, you heard right, eating. Jude takes the job and arrives at this fairy's house. It is the same species as her father, Madoc, so like the fairy. So she knows this lady is a fierce opponent. This lady is Grima Mog, an exiled general of the Court of Teeth. They end up making a bargain in which they will duel. Jude is kind of into it. She misses this kind of thing. She trains Oak in the evenings, but it is not the same as like real fighting, you know? And well, Jude knowing Grimm is way better, she kind of cheats into winning. And Grimm is like, how dare you? But at the same time, respect, you know? Since Jude won, Grimm will stop eating other fairies and she also invites her to come back later on for another duel. So they're kind of like besties now. Like, not really, but like, yeah, you know? Jude returns home on a bus, but she is beaten up pretty badly. She encounters Heather, Vivi's ex-girlfriend, since she was supposed to meet Vivi, and well, they talk a little, and they bond. Heather helps her go upstairs to the apartment, and when Jude opens the door, her unloyal twin sister, Taryn, is there. Jude is like, oh hell no, and Taryn is like, wait Jude, I need your help, please. And Judy's like, you gotta be kidding me. After you backstabbed me like five times already. I was like, sincerely, yes. The audacity of Taryn, I can't. But Taryn says, wait, Jude, Loki is dead. I killed him. And Judy's like, wait, what? And I was like, wait, what? And well, to this, Judy's like, fine, I will take a shower and then I will listen to what you have to say. Taryn is like, thank you, Jude, you are the best sister in the world. And I was like, she sure is, unlike others, <laughs> Taryn. But well, Taryn helps Jude undress and she sees the scar that Loki left, left her in her leg when he tried to murder her. And to this, Taryn goes like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Loki did that. Why did you not stop me from marrying him? And Jude was like... Bro, I know you're too self-centered, but I was kidnapped and imprisoned by the undersea queen and then I was exiled thanks to you. And Tyrion was like, oh yeah, I'm so sorry. Oh, 
I hate Tyrion. She's so annoying, I swear. And I know she was not exactly thanks to her, but like if she hadn't like if she hadn't like, you know, impersonated her and like the entire thingy, it wouldn't have led to like her being exiled and all the drama, you know, but whatever. Ugh. Ugh. Well maybe not, but whatever. I hate Tyrion, so I blame her. After she cleans up, Tyrion drops her a bomb of information. One, she is pregnant. Two, she killed Loki because, surprise, surprise, he was a total asshole. And well, the letter opener was right next to her and one thing led to another and you know she ended up stabbing him. And three, she needs Jude to go to Fairyland pretending to be her for a few hours since the court is gonna enchant her to tell the truth about Loki. And as you might remember, Jude can't be enchanted so she can lie. Vivi's like, don't do it, Jude. If you get caught, they are gonna kill you. But Jude lives for the thrill of danger, so she accepts. Besides, she wants to see how the kingdom is doing, but she's not fooling me. She also wants to see how Cardin is doing, because even after he betrayed her, she still has feelings for him. I will say how stupid she is for still having feelings after being betrayed, but I've been there and done that, so I can say anything without being a total hypocrite. Now, back in Fairy, she first goes to Tyrion's place to get changed and then goes to the court. Cardan starts the interrogation, then Cass is like, strip your clothes to make sure you are not wearing something that lets you lie. And Judy's like, fuck. Because if she does, Cardan will know it's her because of the scars, so she's like, I just lost my husband. I do not want to do it out of respect of his memory. And like him, you know? And Cardan is like, sure, Taryn, come to my bedroom then, and we will get over all that there he totally knows she is jude but jude has not realized it in cardin's room cardin goes like i know it's jude jude rude that you did not answer my letters and she's like what letters you backstabbing moron to this cardin is confused and his confusion confuses jude and then maddox soldiers arrive drag her and take her away Jude later on wakes up in the carriage with Oriana, Madoc's wife and kind of her stepmother, and Madoc. And they're like, hey, Tyrion, sweetie. And Jude is like, hey, family, it is me, Tyrion, of course, yeah. Jude is like, fuck, how am I gonna get out of this? I can pass for Tyrion, but not for too long. And well, they arrive at a camp. Madoc is working with the Court of Teeth, where Grima Mog was exiled from. There is no way for Jude to escape the camp and go to the human world, so she's in a big shithole. <laughs> but you know our girl, Jude, is nothing but all brains. So she plans to get some info from there, go back to Carden, give him information, give the, like, the information in exchange for him to leave her exile and leave free from there. In the camp, Jude manages to get some information on what Madoc is planning. One night, while trying to escape, she stumbles with the ghost, his cat prisoner Daryl, in chains. He tells her that it was not him who betrayed her, but that Loki knew his true name and could control him. So if you know the true name of a faithful, you can control them in like this book. And now Madoc knows his true name since Loki gave it to him as a dowry for tying. Jude is like, damn, okay, I'll try to free you in the next couple of days and we will escape together. Back in her tent, Oriana is like, hello, Jude, and she's like, 
fuck. Jutka visits her, she just wants to escape. And she just came to save Tarin's ass. And Ariana is like, fine, I'll help you. I'll try contacting Vivi so she can pick you up. And she leaves. And well, meanwhile, our girl Jude starts scheming on how to get the key to free the ghost and escape with him. And then she goes to sleep. Jude wakes up with someone's hand covering her mouth. It is the Roach and Carden who came to save her. Carden explains that he exiled her but that there was a loophole and that he thought she would see it since she's smart. He exiled her until the crown pardoned her. So she could have pardoned herself since she is the queen. And she's like, oh. And then she goes on her head in her head like, LOL, I kind of feel so stupid now, but well. Carden tells her Vivi and Tarin are there too, that Vivi got in contact with Carden after Oriana got in contact with her. To this, Judy's like, okay, okay, let's escape, but let's free the ghost first. They go fetch the key, but there was a trap and the roach gets poisoned. Jude tells Karen to tell him uh, to take him to the to the bomb because she knows about poisons and she will escape with her sisters. But she goes to try to free the ghost where she f- and then like and where he was kept. She finds Maddox and he's like, "Hello, Jude. You thought you could fool me?" And I was like, "Dude, she did again." He lets, uh, he lets her believe he sent the ghost to kill Carden. Jude runs, but Maddox is after her. He then stabs her with his sword. And like they both look at each other after that. And they are shocked. And I was like, damn. He then gets shot by an arrow. It's Vivi, Taring, and Grima. Jude goes to them and Maddox tells them to come to him. If not, Jude is going to die with that injury. But they don't listen to him. Jude orders Tyrion to sue her to sue her and she kinda implores the earth to heal her like Jude. She implores the earth and it kinda does and flowers bloom from her spilled blood since she is the queen and they are all shook, mostly Tyrion who did not know Jude is the queen. Grima bows to her queen. Jude is like, okay, Grima, take my sisters to safety and I will go to Carden because they want to kill him. And off she goes on her way to save her beloved Carden while dying. Sincerely, this girl is goals. Like, she is dying, but she doesn't care. She's on her way to save her man because why wait for a Prince Charming when, can you, when you can be the Prince Charming and go save your man? I love this for her. Go off, Queen Jude. She makes a small stop in Maddox's old, now abandoned house to change clothes and put a mask before heading to the castle. She writes a note, makes a musician deliver it to Carden. She then goes on a tree and spies to see if she, like, uh, if she finds the ghost. She then spots the bomb that is aiming at her because the note said someone was trying to kill him, not that the ghost was trying to kill him. And well, she looks suspicious and she's like, fuck she's she thinks it's me and well to this the bomb shoots at her she misses but jude falls and since her wound was not healed and she had lost a lot of blood she's like bleeding now again and dying there carden is furious the important people there are like let's kill her for breaking her exile but carden steps up and says no one touches her she is the queen my wife everyone is shook and then jude loses consciousness 
Later on, Jude wakes up. She's in Cardin's room and she's like, LOL, this is unexpected, but I am the queen after all. She goes to her old room and she finds there Oak and she's like, what the fuck? Oak tells her Vivi, Heather and Tarin are there too. They are having dinner with Cardin. And to this, Jude is like, what the actual fuck? What a plot twist. What is this? What is going on? Vivi later on explains that when she received the message from Oriana, she did not trust it, so she contacted Carden. And now they're all staying there at Carden's in, I guess, Jude's place. Well, castle. Heather is also kind of back with Vivi, and Jude is like, oh, okay. Then Carden arrives, and he's like, come with me, Jude. He tells her they are going to a council meeting, and she's like, sure, but let's talk first. They talk privately for a bit. Basically, Cardan tells her he's on her side and he kind of confesses a little his feelings. And she's like, okay, sure, but you hurt my feelings, you asshole. And she also kind of confesses a little her feelings. And I was like, guys, just kiss already, jeez. But well, they go to the meeting. Jude tells them all she knows from like... um being in Maddox camp they start to plan stuff and they're all also like yeah so you being the queen a mortal might not be the greatest idea and to this garden is like well she is the queen so fuck off meeting dismissed Later on, we learned that Lady Asha, Cardin's mom, was the one who burned the letters that Cardin sent to Jude and that she never received. What a bitch! I swear, I, it was Jude who freed her. I'd hate her, but well. We also learned that the ghost was sent to kind of poison the undersea queen. He was not sent to kill Cardin, and Jude is like freaking Maddox. He set me up. Jude and Cardin go to the more meetings, and in one of them, Jude's guard tells her Tyrion sent for her. Karen is like, meeting dismissed. Uh, let's go, my lovely wife. And Jude is like, you know you don't need to come, right? And he's like, I know, but I still want to go with you. Uh, oh my gosh, guys, Cardin is so funny. He's just useless most of the time, but he's a total sim for Jude. And I love it. I live for it. And well, they meet in Cardin's old house, Prince Balakin's Manor. Tyrion is there with the ghost. She also knows his true name and frees him from Maddox's commands. So he's back on their side. This is the first time Tyrion does something that is not stupid and actually helpful. Guess some of us can be redeemed. I also forgot to mention, but the roach, like, he has not recovered from being poisoned, so he's still unconscious. And well, Cardin and Jude attend more meetings and the first royal event as a couple where Jude does most of the talking because she can lie. And well, after the event, they go back to the room. Jude is like, yeah, you haven't slept here, like, in, like, your bedroom, like, with me. And Cardin is like, yeah, but I'm here now. But, like, we don't have to do anything if you don't want to and she's like who says i don't want to, i don't want to do anything and well you know one thing led to another but before their sexy time jude goes to the washroom real quick since she's nervous since it's her first time and i was like I love that the author included that Jude felt awkward because that is what happens in real life. Not everything is perfect and pink. So it was nice to see this. It was like um, more realistic. 
And well, since they are good now and they are kind of happy together, of course, you know what happens next. Time for the author to make me suffer because they were too happy and all right to be left alone, of course. And well, Madoc asked to talk with them to discuss peace. But Jude knew and well, they all knew since she told him that he was gonna ask Cardan on a duel. But we all know Cardan is not a skilled warrior. So Jude is like, you better not accept. And he's like, no problem, honey. All goody good. And well, before entering the throne room to meet Mada, Cardan tells Jude that he loves her and she was about to answer but he opened the doors so she did not get to tell him she loves him too in the room Madoc is shook that Judy's the queen he's like every single time I think you can go higher you surprise me more daughter you prove me wrong again and I was like hell yeah my girl Judy is amazing Madoc does indeed ask Juden for a duel for the crown. He provokes him by saying he's under Jude's leash and Jude, who was about to tell him something, stops just so people don't see that he is indeed under her leash. And while Carnan engages in this speech about, yeah, maybe not being great, but being there for his people and that people should see him as a king, uh, like as, as, as a, like, the king as a person and like to vow to him as like a person and not to the crown so not vow for the crown but him as a person if it makes sense to Jude's surprise, the majority bows to him like there. And then he goes like, I know I was born under a bad omen that the crown and the throne will break under my rule and so be it. And as he says, he breaks the crown into big mistake. Huge, actually. As soon as he did that, Jude goes like, fuck. Because the guy who created a crime had told her that all his creations are cursed. So as soon as Cardan breaks the crown, he is turning into a huge black snake. Everyone is shocked. No one knows what to do. Chaos erupts. But my baddest queen Jude goes like, everyone calm the fuck down. Cardan turned into a snake. There is no king for now, but I am still your queen. Guards take Madoc out, the rest go out of this room and we are holding court in another room soon. To her surprise, everyone obeys her. Most of the court stays with her, but others go to Madoc thinking he's gonna win. Judy's panicking, but she does not show it. And she's not only panicking for her, but for Cardan, who she did not get to say she loves him, like that she loves him back. So just like, I should have told him, but and like, and well, all the stress of being the queen and having to solve this, of course, you know? Jude asks Taryn to stage a new court as she meets with the council and asks the astrologer to find a way to turn back Cardan to his human form. But there is nothing it can be done. Just by the spilled blood of the snake, a great ruler will come out. She may scream at the new general and she's giving orders around. Jude is managing quite well. She's impressive as always. Jude then agrees to meet with Madoc and his allies, so the ruler of the court of the teeth. They tell Jude they have an artifact that will bound her to the 
snake and let it control it, making her that way the absolute ruler. And they asked something in exchange. But to be honest, I was reading this so fast because I was so stressed about everything going to shit that I don't remember. But Madoc will have a lot of power, of course. Everyone urges you to take the deal. It is the only option. Jude agrees then to meet tomorrow and take the deal in front of everyone. Later on, the bomb asks Jude to see if she can heal the roach since she has some magic because she's the queen and the, and the earth healed her before. She goes to the roach, calls for the earth magic. It does not answer her call at first, but eventually it does. She manages to cure the roach who finally confesses his feelings for the bomb and she confesses hers for him and Jude is like, oh, oh I wish I could do the same for like to Carden, tell him I love him too. And I was like, oh, Jude, my baby, no. But well, Jude is not sure what she's going to do. She either slays the snake or takes the bargain with Madoc, but none of those bring Carden back. She goes to where the snake is and she stays with it for some time. It seems as if the snake recognizes her, but not really, but like, yes, you know. It's super sad. I was so stressed, like everything was a big mess. But her baddest girl, even if she's panicking, she's still scheming because she is that cool. The D-Day is here. Her sisters bring her a super cool knight suit of armor. Jude puts it on. She goes to meet with Madoc in the field where she's supposed to use the artifact on Cardon and bound it to her forever. But as she approaches the snake and looks at it in its eyes, she knows what she actually needs to do. She cuts the snake's head off because she had promised Cardon she would kill him if he became a monster. And well, he was like a monster quite literally now. <laughs> and well, Madoc goes like, no, what are you doing, you silly girl? And from the snake's body, Cardin comes out all bloody and naked. Everyone was so shocked. The prophecy was fulfilled indeed. Out of the broken throne and spilling of blood, a great ruler will come out. It was such an iconic and dramatic entrance. Jude runs and hugs him and I was like, oh my baby Jude. I was so happy for her. And well, servants come with a coat to dress him. Madoc kneels because he knows it's over. He lost. He tells so to Jude. I have a lot to say like about this resolution of problems though first of all what the hell it legit felt like a deus ex machina but without the god but still you know for those who do not know what this means it's a plot device whereby a seemingly unsolvable problem in a story is suddenly and abruptly resolved by an unexpected and unlikely occurrence here there is no divine intervention but it is the same feeling you know this was quite disappointing. To be honest, I was expecting an epic battle or more or like you know a more epic and complicated way to resolve the problems. After all the scheming and all the drama, it just seemed too easy. And well, after that, Jude and Carden have their little romantic and sweet moment where Jude tells him that she loves him and he's like, you don't need to tell me just out of pity for me. So she confesses all her feelings how she fell in love and blah 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 it was so sweet they are so cute together i love my enemies to lovers love stories after that it is coronation day they get crowned king and queen and oki's named their hair 
Cardan gives rewards to their spies and to Grim and Mock. To the spies, he gives the magical masks to conceal them at parties, but Jude can still tell the ghosts apart since he keeps looking at Tarin, meaning they are probably gonna get together eventually. He also gives Tarin uh, all Locke's possessions, and then it is Jude who gives the punishment to Maddox's allies and Maddox himself, who she exiles to the mortal world and forbids him to use the weapons. Oriana is moving with him to the mortal world World, and since Vivi and Oak already live there, basically all Jude's family lives there now to in the mortal world. Well, except for Tyrion, uh, since I believe she's gonna stay there since she got all Locke's possessions, but it's not specified, so we don't know. The book ends with Jude and Carden escorting her family to the mortal world and going to buy pizza for dinner. It was a pretty it was pretty cute. Carden is such a sim for Jude. I love it. But as much as the ending was sweet, there are still some things unanswered, like what is gonna happen with Tarin who is pregnant, or with Carden's mom who is a bitch. What is gonna happen to Nicasia or the Undersea Queen? I know there is a novella centered on Carden. But I believe he's more in his childhood, so I am not sure if any of these questions are like are going to get answered, but well, I really hope so because there are many. Time for my overall opinion. I think the book was good. I read it super quickly as the previous two. There was so many things happening all the time. I needed answers so I could not stop reading. But I must say the ending was disappointing. My friend Catherine felt the same. There was so much build up for the final battle, final battle and all the problems were solved way too easily. I expected more. I still feel I do not know much about the other characters other than Jude and Carden. But still, I wish the author had spent like um, more time developing on the other characters so I could fall in love with them, you know? Like, we just know, like, like we know about Jude and a little bit of Cardin, but like still, you know? I also feel she should have spent more time explaining the world because I still do not understand quite well how it works. Like, I still don't get the own silly and silly quartz or how their fairy world is right next to the human world and the humans do not like know about it like how does that work like i don't understand i don't have to say much about the other characters other than jude and Cardan, as mentioned since we did not get to know them that much but like here i go my overall opinion on the characters so jude as always she's the badass queen i love her so much i am going to miss reading about her Cardan, oh gosh he is just iconic, he's a total simp and does nothing most of the time, but he's still iconic, he drinks wine and like alcohol all the time and like he's a simp for Jude, I love it. Uh, I love their dynamic, it is quite original, I love it. Overall, I really enjoyed this book, I'll give it a 4 out of 5 stars, but I must say the second book, so The Wicked King was better. This would have been as good as like the previous one if it was not for the lacking ending, but well, I still did enjoy this trilogy a lot. I am not sure if I will be reading the novella since it is more about Carden and not Jude and I am here for Jude, so I don't know. 
But well, this episode has finally come to an end. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate, share, and subscribe to my podcast. It only takes 30 seconds to give me a five stars on iTunes if you are enjoying my podcast. Uh, it will help me a lot to reach to more uh, young adult bookworms. So please do rate my podcast on iTunes. Also, please um, follow me on Instagram at your favorite young adult bookworm, just like the title of the show there is daily content there either a post or lots of stories i will see you next week with the retelling of ice planet barbarians by ruby dixon goodbye now